Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Diplomatic Immunity, the, the show where two sons of diplomats come together and have talks about everything, because we didn't think this through. Everything. I'm Zayad. I'm Artyom. And uh, welcome to the show. So, so, a little bit about ourselves, why don't we? So, Artyom, how about you start? Right. Talk about yourself. All right. So, uh, I, was, I was born in Armenia. And uh, as I was two months old, I believe, the first time. And as my grandparents described it, uh, my parents put me in a basket and took me away. <laughs> that was our first posting to New York. Uh, well, I was young there. I don't really remember much. We came back to Armenia, went to Egypt, and then uh, went back to America during our second posting when I met... Zayad. Oh yeah, and then describe the rest of your journey, which was one spot later. <laughs> okay, how about you? You you kind of do your thing that's leading up to the posting in New York, and then we'll. Fair enough. So, I was born in New York, and then I lived there for about a year, and then, uh, as is the life of a diplomat. We moved to Bangladesh, which is actually my host country. My father's diplomat of Bangladesh, and Artyom's father is the diplomat of Armenia. And um, from Bangladesh, we stayed there for about three years. And then when I was four, we moved to Switzerland, uh, Geneva, where I actually am staying right now. Hey! Um, and we stayed there for about two years, give or take. Uh, then we moved to Calcutta. And in Calcutta, I stayed there for about a year and a half. And then I went back to New York again for about four years. Um, then we moved back to Bangladesh, stayed there for about two years. Then I went to Singapore. And then I stayed there for about three years and more like four years. Yeah, four years. And then I came back to Switzerland, where I am now, again. And so, as you can tell, I've had a lot more of a uh, globe-trotting life as a diplomat than Artyom. <laughs> and if you're wondering why that is, that's actually because Armenian citizens, once they turn 18, they're required to, to do military service for two years. So, uh, actually, I'm not allowed to travel anywhere, anywhere after I turn 17. Or 16, I believe it was. But anyway, so my father, he didn't want to really go anywhere and leave me alone during that time. What a nice father, right? Yeah. I'm kind of getting in the middle of his work, I guess you could say. But still. that's. I mean, this guy's been stuck here for like eight years. Uh, we, went, we came back to Armenia 2014, October. So yeah, like six years, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I've been like everywhere since since we first met. Yeah. Speaking of where we first with, met. Yes. <laughs> so, in fact, we we met in uh, I believe it was fifth grade, wasn't it? Is it fourth or fifth? Yeah, because I, I I went to PS one one six third grade. So it couldn't right, have been that right. Long. So um, when I when I first came to New York, I well the second time I came to New York, I guess. But the first time, in the second time, um, I, I was I started fourth grade, 
I was actually in the middle of fourth grade, and I was in a place called PS59. And then um, after fourth grade, I joined PS116 because zoning things, basically. So it, for those who are unaware, um, in New York, what happens is if you're in an elementary or middle school, I believe. Actually, no, I think it's just elementary school. No, it was, uh, it was so that's grades. Well. Uh, could be, yeah, yeah probably middle school. I remember there well. was some stuff with Simon Baruch about bus cards, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so in uh, so we you started uh, elementary school for those that aren't living in America uh, starts from kindergarten one or even playgroup I think and goes all the way to sixth grade sorry uh, fifth, no, grade. fifth grade yeah we, we, fifth grade is yeah fifth grade. fifth grade is the last year of elementary school then it was junior high right uh yeah middle school junior high whatever you want to call it and then you know high school which is from uh, ninth grade through twelfth grade. So anyways, for elementary school... Um, all, all the Europeans are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, it is very confusing for the first time you hear. But um, in New York elementary school, you'd basically be set in zones. Essentially, you'd be designated a school or a group of schools you could choose from, I think, uh, based on where you lived. So I lived on the east side near the Hudson River, I think. And uh, so did Arteon. And so the two of us were sent to PS116. And so that's where we met in fifth grade. Yeah. PS116. Oh, good old time. It was, yeah. all the, all the it was an interesting we time. In yeah. we, were, we were interesting kids. So what's interesting is, actually, is that the, both of us were sons of diplomats, but we didn't know this until, like, like I don't know, maybe later, half like, a year or yeah, a year later. It was more than that, yeah, like a year later, yeah. <laughs> Along with a lot of other people from the school, so because I guess that the school was close to the UN, right? And because I mean, it was only, it was relatively next to the, the to the to several permanent missions, yeah. and it was on the same avenue as the UN. Yeah. So, um, if I remember correctly, PS one sixteen was uh, on thirty third Street, Second Avenue, yeah. uh, so, while the UN was on the fiftieth Street. So, our, so our, it's not necessarily close to it, but it was on the same avenue kind of area. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, the school would be... PS116 was the closest, I guess. But more importantly, it was also near a lot, and I mean a lot, of permanent missions. Because for some reason, every permanent mission chose to be in like the same two buildings. <laughs> or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot on yeah, the block. There was a lot. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is, uh, for the two of us, is that... There was actually a third uh, diplomat's kid, kind of. There was more. Our, 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 our group of friends consisted of like mostly diplomats or people who who you know move around. Because if, if yeah, you it was think kind of about weird. It, out of our group of friends, how many are still in New York? Like not many. Actually, not many. Like there was um, there was maybe like two or three, like Yari, which is my friend, not even yours. Yeah, and. Um, like a lot of the people I knew are not in New York anymore. Yeah, and which is kind of had, weird. We had no idea that you know this group of friends and all uh, all of our parents were diplomats. It's it kind of funny. Yeah, it was, it was crazy because the thing is, in our own class, like because the two of us were were classmates since fifth grade onwards, basically. Well, no, uh, for fifth grade, and then we were in the same middle school. But um, in fifth grade, there were three diplomats in the same class. 
Which is like, what the hell? What kind of, like, forethought planning went into this, where three diplomats' kids were in the same class? Yeah, and we had no idea, too, which is... <laughs> and we had no clue. Every time like, apparently, our this. parents knew each other of, at a certain point in between that. Yeah, yeah, because that would make sense, because we didn't go to the park alone. There was this one park, right? That was yeah, St. Martin's. Yeah, we were there pretty much after school all day. <laughs> Every day. Because it was, it was super close to our homes and to the school yeah. itself. When I used to, when I was little, like fifth grade, right? I, I uh, my parents wouldn't let me go there unsupervised. So I guess that's how our parents got to know each other. I mean, to to some degree, but more importantly, it was because your dad's office was like two right floors below my yeah. dad's office. <laughs> yeah. And our other friend, uh, our other like uh, son of a diplomat's friend, uh, was also like a floor above my my dad's floor, which was really weird. And so we had no idea. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea until like towards the end of that year, and like the only reason, like I saw Ar- uh, Artyom's dad like every now and then, just like, huh? Why is he? I guess he works here. It was only later that I realized, oh shit, he works in the permanent mission <laughs> of his country, and it was like a crazy realization that we were like, holy shit, we're diplomats' kids. Together! (laughs) And if you want to talk coincidences, um, the other friend, his name was Sahan, and um, he lived in the same apartment building that I lived in when I was first born. Really? I I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, he lived on like, I think it was like the 24th floor or something. And we originally lived on, like, the 18th or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But, like, he lived in the same building as we did way back then. Jesus. All these coincidences are fucking tripping me out. Yeah, it's crazy. And, like, the all of us lived right next to the hospital where I was born, the Tisk Hospital. Oh, man, I don't even remember hospital. I don't remember our neighborhood too well, if I'm being honest. Which I remember the gyros. I don't I, I remember I remember the uh, what was it called or was it called orange leaf the the frozen yogurt place next to the Chipotle uh, yeah orange it was just called orange yeah something like that it's should have just orange it, it's closed down since then but uh, the, oh no really yeah the Chipotle is still there though oh, at least the Chipotle is still there uh, remember, I'll be honest remember with you, garlic the pizza place oh man garlic it's where we had our birthday parties and shit yep. So I have oh, a friend man. that lives in New York, right? I once yeah. asked him about garlic. He said at one point it got temporarily shut down because of, like, health concerns. Apparently they found rats and stuff. And the Holy fuck! <laughs> so that's crazy. And I think the other what? day, actually, I was on Google Maps, and I couldn't find it. I think garlic has since been shut down as well. Damn. Yeah. Well, of course, Chipotle is still there. Yeah. We never went to Chipotle. Or not, we never went to Chipotle. Yeah. I'm Which is weird. Like, why like, didn't twice with my mom? I think, but I don't know. If if you have, like, it's just weird that we never if, did If you that. have New York dollar slice pizza right there, why would you go to Chipotle, man? True. You know? True. 
Uh, I uh, remember there was this Taekwondo place that I used to go to. I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of us went, Sahan, me, and you went to Taekwondo together yeah. for like a year. On the, on the same building, right? The Taekwondo was on the second floor. And on the street floor, there was a dollar pizza shop. So like, you know, what's the yeah. point? <laughs> you, you would go there, yeah, exactly. sweat your ass off, and then get like two slices of pizza. Yeah, and, and then that would be like our day, yeah, our, which, our, which our which weekend. That's why I was like. overweight, I guess, but. You were quite chubby. Yeah. Meanwhile, me, uh, I back then I was perpetually stuck at, at like I think it was thirty six kilos. I wouldn't move up or down, no matter what. But but you you you. It's not like you didn't eat anything. I remember there was um, next to garlic, there was this uh, you know there was this shop. We used we we used to get honey buns and Dr Pepper. Oh, like, Dr. Pepper! Almost, almost every day we used to get those cinnamon honey buns or whatever they were called. Yeah, and so don't forget Arizona green tea. Oh my god, the Arizona tea, yeah. Not even just green tea, just Arizona tea in general. Yeah, the, the big the big ones that were like yeah, the big one. somehow. Looking back on it, that, sh- that shit must have had so much sugar. Oh man. Why was I, why was I the one who was overweight, man? That's so unfair. <laughs> Genetics, my boy. Your family, I mean, is predisposed to it. I think. It, it's so last weird. I recall. Like, my dad is, but my grandpa isn't. And it's, genetics are so weird, man. Genetics are fucking weird. Like, okay, <laughs> some extra background about on me. So, I believe we're both eighteen, right? Yes, I'm eighteen. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Artyom's already in college. But I am applying to a psych degree. That way I can become a therapist. So I have a lot of just like background knowledge on the human body and genetics and shit. And all I can say is that shit is work. <laughs> it's just like there's recessive genes, there's dominant genes, there's stuff in between, or there's isn't really stuff in between, but like it's just like there's so much weird stuff. And that's not even getting to the stuff like epigenetics, which is basically when the environment changes your gene. Does it actually do that? That's crazy. Yes. So, yeah. So people people generally think that, oh, genetics are like just something you're born with and that's kind of just what you live with for the rest of your life. That's actually not necessarily true because epigenetics is basically the, the process or the, or the phenomenon where the environment you live in when you've been there for a certain period of time alters what genes are expressed. So like a person that, I don't know, maybe, uh, they're usually not very big things, but they're things that you can like probably notice. Stuff like allergies, for example, is like something that is based somewhat at least on epigenetics from what I, from what I remember anyway. That's crazy. And I thought calculus was fucking confusing. But <laughs> the environment changing genes, that's just, that's too much for me, honestly. Man, that's just the tip of the fucking iceberg. Like, there, there's so much more weird shit. Especially in psychology. Yeah, but anyway. It's one of the reasons why I'm so, why, why I do it so much. Going back to PS116, right? We graduated. Ah, yes. We graduated. Right, so fifth grade. We, we graduated uh, fifth grade in, what was it, 2013? Uh, uh, I, I guess. No, no. Actually. No, 2013 is when I left, I think. No. 
because if I left 2014, I left somewhere in the middle of seventh grade. So yes, 2013, yeah. 13 or 14. Yeah, ar around 2013. Yeah. yeah. So we graduated 2013, and the way it works for 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 middle schools is basically you apply to go to a school, and then sometimes they'll ask you to do uh, like a, a placement test, whether you're you're able to go in there. And uh, some some schools have like restrictions, some schools don't. And I I done goofed really bad. Um, my my parents uh, set me up for going into lab, and uh, two other schools uh, I forget which ones, but they were like sciencey stuff. Same. But I, the uh, problem was surprise surprise I didn't get into my first choice fucking salt. Oh yeah, science. salt was one of the things I. And it was I right next to Simon Baruch, so every day I went to school. I'm like, <laughs> man, yeah. you see all the kids walking out of the, the salt, and like. Yeah, man, I remember that shit. Did they used to go out of school for their breaks. They they would. Yeah, and we just be like, curse you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we had like a big yard with like everything, like. Basketball. Yeah, we had, we had a huge yard, they, so I think they, that's they one of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah, th th that's why they had to go outside. So. In a way, like, we benefited more. I guess. I mean, I didn't... At the same I, time. I'm pretty sure I applied... I, I don't, how many uh, high schools could we apply? You to? only got to apply to, like, three main ones. Yeah, and I, then... I didn't get into any of them, so I was just like... Yeah. Like, hey, you're part of Simon Baruch. But the reason for, for, for my entry into Simon Baruch was because I had a fever during the sulk exam and the lab exam. So I just... I... I well, I mean, I had a fever. I don't, I don't know what you're expecting. <laughs> and it was, it was cold in there, man. Like my hand was shaking and it was like clammy and like all that shit. That was the universe, you know, setting it up to, to further, I guess, you know, develop <laughs> our friendship. Yeah, man. Like seriously, um, and and so we both entered Simon Baruch, and uh, we. He was there for only a year and a half. I stuck around for about half a year longer. I was there until the end of seventh grade. Yeah, I, yeah. I left somewhere at the start of seventh grade, so yeah. Yeah, so I just stuck around until the end of the year, and then I left. And uh, I went to Bangladesh, and I stayed there. And so I had to go from the American system to the OA level system, and I had no alternatives because the IB system wasn't really a thing in Bangladesh, at least not as big a thing. But then, to like really add salt into the wound, for me at least, I then went into Singapore. And Singapore, for those, for nearly everyone who's not in Singapore who doesn't know, Singapore decided to be the special snowflake of the UK system of the OA levels. And basically decided, you know what? Our students are so smart, we're going to make our own OA level system that's apart from the international system. And it's like... <laughs> Three times fucking harder. Yeah, it's two orders of magnitude more difficult than the IGCSE. <laughs> and so I did that. And then, little stupid old me decided, you know what? I'm not going to do the IB system after the O level. I'm going to go and do the A levels. And that was a genius decision. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear the pain in my voice. But there's a lot of pain in my voice. At least you're done with it, eh? 
Yeah, so I just finished my A-levels in uh, November of this year, which was literally last year, last month, last year. Mm-hmm. I wish it was last year. Yeah, it's been a... it was a lot easier. I just kind of cruised through middle school, high school. I just kind of cruised through it all. Somehow I'm in yeah, uni, screw no you. clue how. I cr- <laughs> kind of cruised through the first semester. I feel like I feel like that just sums up my life, you know, just kind of cruising through it. Cruising? Not really just giving a shit about anything. Just sort of, as you would say, kind of just existing and just, you know... That's what's interesting, though, because I basically did the same despite having, like... Three or three degrees more difficult uh, exams and and requirements set on me. I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna be chilling now. I mean, and that's not like a like a like a thing for me to brag about. It's just like, yeah. it wasn't a good thing for me to this do man, by we, any. We were playing video games a day before his exam, like so. Yeah, the day before, <laughs> bruh, I was playing Assassin's Creed. Um, origins the the a couple hours before my math exam for my O levels. It's a true gamer right there. <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, for all those pod uh, for all those podcast listeners out here who play video games, hit us up. Oh, um, for sure. I mostly play uh, Rainbow Six Siege. We... I mean, I don't really. So I'm I'm starting to get into competitive games nowadays. I I, I suck, honestly speaking. But um, I've been starting to, starting to get into them a little more and more recently because I'm stuck in Geneva with no friends. <laughs> so as a point, I don't think we're gonna really be talking about the coronavirus too much because I think people have done that to death. Yeah. But everyone's just tired of hearing that word. Yeah, but I mean there is a new because, coronavirus, the the UK coronavirus. Right, so sure because of that, with that bro. That's just right, so because of that, the borders in Switzerland have been shut down. When were they shut down? Because I remember you went to France like two days ago? I went to France a week ago. Oh, a week ago. A few days after that. Okay. In fact, so I got my new glasses because my, rec- my recent glasses broke. Um, and I got new ones on Tuesday and then I went back on uh, Thursday. The day, the day of Thursday, on our way back, there was a border guard who was trying to like, uh, like try to reduce or stop passage to outside of France. So I read the papers the day after, or more like the morning, late uh, the, the next morning. Turns out they're shutting down the borders, and so I just barely got out. Wow, that is lucky. Imagine if you were stuck in France. Unnecessary headache. So yeah, it's fairly lucky. Fairly lucky. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess, I guess that kind of sums up a, a part of my life as well, in a sort of way, privileged. And I think I, I'm really proud of, of the kind of privilege that I've received, and that I went to American uh, like high school. Well, not even high school. I went to American elementary school and middle school, and then I went to like see all these different um, education systems and, and experiences. So. I'd like to say that I'm knowledgeable of the world and it, and its life and you know world politics at least to some degree because of my father's the nature of his job, all this kind of stuff. So like I feel like I'm really privileged to be in this kind of position, and that's partially one of the reasons why we're having this podcast, you know, to share this knowledge and have fun together, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, just just living in New York for me was such a privilege, you know. 
I mean, I was a Manhattanite, and that's like, that's something not a lot of people can say. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that I live in Manhattan, of all places, is like, wow. And that shit's expensive, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> but I'm pretty it, sure it was like that the, uh, it, the, the embassy gave like a part of the rent and stuff, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's but okay. there were restrictions. Yeah, well, obviously they're not just gonna, you know. <laughs> they're not gonna pay for everything. Yeah, but I remember, I remember. I'm pretty sure we didn't have to pay for water. The water bill was covered. By yeah, we didn't pay for our utilities. Yeah. We never paid for utilities, but we had to pay for the actual rent. Yeah, I remember. But even the rent was partially subsidized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. But, yeah. but it was subsidized, subsidized by. And we had, a, like... we had a tax-free card. I remember. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. We, was... we we get rebates because we are technically not citizens of the so, country. Friends and family, they're like when they need to buy something like expensive or something, they were like, "Hey, you know, can you buy it and I pay you back later with your tax-free card?" <laughs> <laughs> oh god. That but, was uh, such a oh... handy thing to have, though. Oh yeah, tax rebates are super useful. In France, there is a twenty percent tax rate. Oh, that's insane! On so like glasses. Does, does the tax-free card you get uh, for living in Switzerland work in France as well? We don't have a tax-free card. We just have to do paperwork. Because in in America, we just got a card that they. Yeah, work. but America is America. Yeah. So for, for the for us as Swiss citizens, well, not even Swiss, Swiss residents, um, we just have to fill out paperwork oh. to say like, "Hey, we're diplomats, people. Tax rebate, please. Thanks." I, I'm, uh, why do they not just make it like America, where you just literally got a card and when buying new shit, you could just scan it and be like, "Oh, no tax," you know? So that's I think the way it should work in theory, but I think. That there's been. Let me put it this way. Swiss bureaucracy is intense. Like, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, t I'll give you an example. My internet, our film knows this, but for those of you who don't, know it, so my internet, um, my internet speeds in this house, it, it's bad. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Uh, we signed up for the 50 megabytes per second package. By Wi-Fi, we're getting 8 megabytes per second of download speed. But in actual download speeds, we're getting 1.1 megabytes per second. Which is not very good. So we're getting literally a 50th the speed that we should be getting. And so, I mean, my father, because he's, truth be told, he's actually the, the ambassador. And so I'm, I guess, the son of the ambassador. So, yay! I guess now you guys know that. Um, so, as ambassador, he has he has a lot of work to do with, like, the UN. These are all, a lot of very important meetings that, like, need to be done. But with our internet connection, sometimes the video conferences buffer. And, like, or they straight up cut out. So that means that he just like loses his opportunity to speak because the way it works is that um, in these meetings, generally speaking, these conferences will be done in like a, a rotation system where basically you, you request to speak and then 
you know, after a certain point, someone says like, oh, yes, the, the chair of the meeting is like, oh, yes, you wish to speak, go ahead, speak. The problem is with buffering and these disconnect moments, it means that my father sometimes loses his opportunity to speak. So like the things he needs to say or the things he wants to say don't get said. And that's really problematic. And so that's just the setup of the, of the issues that this house is going through. So understandably, we're a little concerned. And so we call our provider, who shall re uh, remain unnamed for the sake of privacy reasons, basically. And so they're just like, OK, um, we don't know if there's fiber optic cable in your house. It's in the streets and like it's in the neighborhood, but this is an old house you're living in. So we'll have to see. So we're like, okay, cool. It'll take about two weeks to get that done. Fine. We, I came to this house in November 20, uh, on the November 27, 28-ish. Exactly a month ago. Exactly a month ago. Also, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry kind Christmas, of like, whatever. Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. And it has been a, an exact month. We still don't know whether we have fiber optic in the house or not. How long is that going to take, by the way? I know I, I, I ask this every time, but any updates? <laughs> the update is after the New Year break. Oh, man. You, you're stuck with bad Wi-Fi? Yeah. Oh, man. That must suck. But theoretically, could you not just, like, get mobile data and use the mobile data to do, you know, meetings and stuff like your father? That's the thing. <laughs> data prices here are not... Fun. Oh, yeah. It is not only is there not a family package that just like gets it all done for you, uh, like in America or in Singapore, it's all individualized. Or I think actually America doesn't have family plans for every uh, company. But anyways, um, so data is like it ain't cheap. In fact, the entire country yeah, it's nothing living in Switzerland. It ain't cheap. <laughs> If I remember correctly, Switzerland is rated as one of the top seven most expensive countries in the world to live in. So, I mean, there you go, right? So everything is expensive as fuck here. And that makes things, let's just say, annoying. Not very fun. This it's man, not this fun at all. This took like two days to download Forza Horizon 4. Which is only like 60 gigabytes. At the same time, though, it's all Switzerland also is one of the least corrupt countries in the world. So I guess it has some, like, it's got some right to talk. And it's a know? beautiful place, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, got, it, it's, it's fantastic. I'm just waiting for the snow in January. Well, speaking of snow in January, <laughs> yeah, it, it snowed just a, like a week or two back when it shouldn't have because global warming. Yeah, we got we got our first snow like a week ago as well. Yeah, but Switzerland's not supposed to have snow for at least another month. Yeah, that's global warming for you, I guess. And so, for all the viewers out there, I encourage you to recycle responsibly, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Please. But speaking like, of the snow, how annoying is it? Like, it's just like fucking ice everywhere. You try to go. I I can't tell you how many times I've almost fallen. Because <laughs> you gotta remember, it's it's Armenia, right? So the little n neighborhoods, like they don't clean every single street. They don't. Oh, like, right, right. Salt, yeah. <laughs> so, like the the stairs that are leading up to our street, it's just all ice. I have to take a huge, like detour 
to to go up like a little mini hill, which is still very slippery, but at least it's not stairs. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. Stairs stairs is a hazard. Like I genuinely In think Armenia, that like snow is just not very fun because <laughs> they don't really clean it up properly. Yeah, it's they don't even use rock salt. Depends where, like on the main streets they do, but on like some rural area, you know, they're not gonna. Damn, do they have laws against like throwing snowballs? Because I remember New York did. No, man. What the, who follows the law? If you go outside, none of the police officers are wearing masks. None of the store clerks are wearing masks. It's it's a mess right here with the with the protests and everything. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, I I understand because in Switzerland they're also not really uh, obeying the whole thing. That um, you see, like just everywhere, it's great in a way because well, not that they're that everyone's not wearing masks. So that's definitely terrible. Please, I insist that you wear masks wherever you go. But um, it's great to see that there's definitely people that are wearing masks. You know, doing safe distancing measures and all all that fun stuff. But there are also like so many people that are just like ah fuck it, who cares? Important virus. Yeah, what virus? It's not going to affect me. I'm invincible. And it's important to note that across Europe, there's a third wave of the virus that's going around. Not just because of the UK shenanigans, but because all the teen... Like, basically, a lot of the young adults and a lot of the, the teenagers are just like, eh, it's fine. We, we'll be fine. Something that a lot of people don't realize, though, is that A... You're probably not fine. Just straight up. This is a really infectious disease. You're, you're not gonna come out of it just like fine. Yeah, especially the second UK version, which apparently is, is even easier to Even more infectious. Yeah, exactly. And secondly, even if you're fine, you could be a carrier for the disease itself. Yeah. Like, and can, that can, in and of itself can be pretty bad. Like, how would you feel? Yeah, you could be knowing... responsible for the death of an old lady. Yeah. That's Someone's not, grandma. That, How would you feel? That's not cool, man. Just wear your mask. That's not cool. When you go outside, it's so frustrating because the people who are supposed to enforce the law, the police officers, they're not wearing masks. They're like all sitting together around their car, right? You know, just, just talking without masks on. It's just like, wow. What has this country come to? Where yeah, but I mean, le like we said earlier, though, we're, we're going to try to avoid talking about the coronavirus because it's been talked to death. Yeah. All we're gonna say is, just wear your masks yeah. and be in intelligent with your decisions. Just know that your your decisions have consequences. I guess. Think about think about and, other people too, not just yourself. Yeah, I mean, I guess think about other people. Not not just because there's a virus going on, but like in general, just think about other people. Yeah, gotta be a kind I, person, I think, man. yeah, just be a kind person. I mean. It's up to you whether you believe in a god or whether you believe in karma. That's totally your preference. And, you know, you do you and I'm happy if you're happy. But even if you don't believe in some, you know, ethereal being up there, just being a nice person gives you dividend yeah. in general. While being just a mean person, even when you technically have the right to do so, it, I won't say it'll bite you in the ass, because sometimes it won't, but you might just get better returns if you're just a nice person. Yeah, just don't, don't be a toxic person, you know? No one likes a, no one likes a toxic yeah, person. Yeah, no one likes a toxic person. Uh, in fact, it's one of the reasons why I, I tend to stay away from 
things that would naturally generate a lot of toxicity. Like, for example, I don't really play League because I know that, like, if I were to play League, I might turn into a different person. Uh, that's what happens to me when I play FIFA. <laughs> like... It's one thing if you're, if, you're being, if you're being, like, that kind of thing to your friends. So at least they know that you're not being, like, legitimately When angry. I'm playing FIFA, I make sure that my mic is muted at all times, so no one acts. <laughs> yeah, because it's just, like... <laughs> Oh, like being mean to some stranger time. it's just like what do you benefit from it yeah. i guess i mean I, I guess it can be funny in a way but it's just like come on man there there, there are other things you could have done i guess in, in my opinion anyway but i mean i guess in the end you do you right I guess. just you do you while not being a dick to other people so anyway if we go which i guess back, is not being you if we go back right but yes because we kind of went way off topic, you know. Went down, oh, the, yes. went down the coronavirus rabbit hole, even though we said we wouldn't. Yeah, so... <laughs> so anyway, you were yeah. saying, right, you want to be a therapist or whatever. So you were telling I do, me yes. that you wanted to go to NYU, right? Yes, I... I, I well, considering the, the current political climate, it's a little more 50-50. But, um... Considering I am a brown-skinned Bangladeshi person, uh, it it might be a little complicated. I mean, I'm sure that, that I won't face you know issues within the campus. Like I, I'm sure most people are going to be fine with me. Like I, and and that's that's fine. You know, I of course I lived in New York for for quite a time, and I didn't really experience a ton of discrimination, if much of any. But that being said, I was a kid at the time, and I mean, well, kids don't really experience discrimination from yeah, adults yeah, that much. It could be a bit different, yeah. Yeah, but on top of that, like, while I might be fine in the the campus and, and in the kind of university area, the college area, the rest of my living might be less so, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah. And. For sure. I just wanted to preface that I don't believe that everyone is, you know, out to get me or, or anything like that. I think that the fact that the two, like, the fact that I live there and, and my brother, who who is now, you know, working in Seattle, he went to college for uh, in NYU as well, and he didn't really um, state, uh, express much, uh, many, many problems at all, really. But even then, he did mention, and I'm sure that, those who are college students now might be able to share some stories about the kind of experiences that they've had. And um, especially considering the current political climate, it's a little more up in the air, you know, whether I'll even be able to enter the country and, and stay there, work there, et cetera, et cetera. So in that regard, I mean, I've also been looking pretty heavily at Canada as well. Canada's um, a great because place, man. Yeah, I mean, I've had cousins that, that went... I have a cousin that went to McGill there. Um, I, I have... Actually, I have two cousins, I think. Uh, and, and they they loved it. And, you know, it's cold. They speak French like I do. Je peux parler en français. Là-bas. Et cetera, et cetera. And um, it's, it's got free healthcare. Yeah. Just like, I was just looking at Canada out. for a while as well. I still am, actually. Canada's, like, my perfect country because I like the cold. I mean... I you can transfer out of your college, can't you? For a year. I can't, you know, permanently. You can only go for a year? I'm pretty sure, but I do have to look into that. But where would I go? Like, I wouldn't be able to take care of myself. 
That's the thing. So the only way I would be able to, you know, well, move is, I mean, if, is if my parents had like a, a posting somewhere, right? Let's say, let's say Canada, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll come with. I'll stay at your guys' place and you know, go to school. <laughs> my, I mean, my personal belief is that um, you won't really learn until you've put yourself out there, so to speak. So, I mean, in terms of a lot of things, I I'd say that like roommate with like five dudes in, in like a in like a place it's gonna feel like shit for like a while but like genuinely i believe that it might be one of the best moves you could possibly do man um, you know i was thinking about roommates and it's, it's such a 50 50 thing you know you can get some complete complete dickheads you know and yeah i i, I would not be able to put up with that for too long i just wouldn't <laughs> Because I, I, well, I, I like to keep myself, I'm kind of a introvert, but, you know, not really. It depends, but I definitely right, do I like my space, you know, and my, my I, I think that, I think that you could just, like, have a conversation with your potential roommates and just have a conversation and just be open, you know? I mean, yeah, there, there are definitely dickhead roommates out there. I'm sure anyone in the world that's been in college could possibly give you a, a story or a friend or themselves who's experienced some form of shenaniganery on that note but it's possibly not as bad as you think i'd say depends i don't know if anyone's i mean it really does to be fair because yeah it, it does depend i mean let us know however you want to let us know i mean we, we have instagram we have social media we have emails let us know feel free to um, contact us anywhere yeah feel free to contact us let us know what your experiences have been uh, we we'd love to hear about it, especially because we're playing we're in college ourselves. I mean, it'll be useful in f uh, feedback for us as well, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, psychology is is something I want to do, and um, actually, I'm in the middle of college applications right now, and we're uh, I've applied to to a lot of places, mainly in America, uh, because of the Common App lets you apply to 20 colleges, and you know why not? Uh, but also like, but after NYU, my because I know NYU has a fantastic computer science, philosophy, psychology uh, departments. Um, after NYU, I was thinking of going to like a, to a Canadian college, uh, if I don't get into NYU things. And then, you know, there's the rest of the American colleges, and then there's Australian colleges, and there's UK colleges, and all that fun stuff. Would you live in Australia, though? I actually, I'd mind living in Australia much less than I'd mind living in the UK, I think. Really? Man, I feel like Australia's, like, if, if going and moving there for the first time, and especially if it's your first year in college or something, it's not going to be fun. I, I've got some people there that I, just I know. have that, that feeling, you know? <laughs> I, I I've got people there that can help me out. It might be because I watch too much Nat Geo Wild, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to live in Australia like, if I see like a big fucking two feet spider, I'm just moving the next day, you know? <laughs> yeah, the wildlife thing. It's, 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 I don't know, man. All the insects, and it's just hot, which I, I hate the hot weather. Absolutely yeah, hate it, despite yeah. it. I can't, you know? But I think the living there might be better than living in, in the UK. Why would you say, I mean, the UK is always, the weather-wise, the UK is shit, right? It's always raining. But yeah, it's always raining or gloomy. Besides it's just like, the weather, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would mind it that much, actually. I mean, I didn't say I mind, I mind the UK much. 
It's just that I don't know if I'd if I'd be able to truly live there, I guess. But I mean, this is kind of arbitrary in a sense because I haven't really done a ton of research into the UK because I don't really plan to go to the UK colleges. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get into Oxford, Cambridge, or any of the of the upper scale colleges over there, or even like any of the middle scale colleges. It's just like, eh, eh maybe. Yeah, but- no. <laughs> Yeah, probably not in the end. Yeah. I mean, um, it also doesn't help that I plan on going to psychology, and psychology is well known to be like a, a like psychology is well known. I meant America is well known for its you know traversal and its progress in the mental health um, psychological study kind of platform, and. It's also great because I intend on being a therapist slash counselor slash occupational therapist slash psychiatrist. And so uh, a lot, it's it's in high demand in America. I mean, I, I remember there was a statistic way back in, was it like 2015 or something? Maybe 2018? Where it said that there was like eight, like 50% of Americans are depressed or at least like don't hate their jobs or something like that, right? And I feel like, I could do a lot. Of, I could make a big difference there, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, come. I say this because I have experience, right? Zayed is a great therapist. <laughs> well, thank you. And I would recommend uh, ten out of ten. I, I I'm merely an amateur at this stage. I, I just know a lot about the workings of the inner mind, and I can listen. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself much of a therapist, but yeah, behind closed doors, I do. You're good at what you do. Let's just say. I, I hope so. I, like, I definitely think that talking and speaking and socializing is one of my biggest strengths. I mean, the, I mean, you can tell the fact that I, I'm talking. The fact that we launched a podcast at all is mainly because the two of us can talk. Yeah. And like, I can talk for hours on it. Uh, it it's I believe it's a skill of mine. And. <laughs> Uh, f- fun story, actually. You know what? Uh, because I, we we still have time, right? Yeah, yeah. we have time. Uh, fun story. Um, so I used to be a debater uh, back in uh, middle school and in uh, some of high school. I used to love those debate classes. They were fun. Oh, those are so much fun, man. I love them. <laughs> I remember this was in uh, seventh grade. This was, I think, when you were gone already. I I can't remember exactly, but. I think this is when you were already gone. Um, there was a, a class debate on, uh, I believe it was chocolate milk being allowed in schools because, um, as I'm sure a lot of people know, America faces a large obesity epidemic, and so they like to educate children on th- like things like the problem of high fructose corn syrup and all this fun stuff, and so. Um, the chocolate milk that they that they sold, I don't know if they still sell them now, but I think they still do. The the chocolate milk that they sold uh, by the cartons in uh, school cafeterias would be full of high fructose corn syrup. And so there was a basically there was a debate that the class had to do um, on the benefits of keeping high fructose corn syrup uh, versus the downsides. And so what we did there was uh, I was we were doing it in, I think, the the congressional-style debates, not like the American-style debates. Not like the uh, the UK-style debates where there's only three people talking, there's a first speaker, a second speaker, and a third speaker. 
but there was I think thirteen people on each side, and um, I think from what I recall, there, you know? I I remember doing a debate in middle school. I might yeah, you you might have been there. I I can't remember whether you were there, but anyways, I was I think one of the the final speakers, the ones that would like summarize and the ones that would give like parting notes and, and like and like rebuttals. I I yeah, I I was the rebuttal guy as well as the the, the conclusion guy. Uh, I wasn't the very last speaker. I was like one of the last few, I think. And uh, that's why I was able to do both. I remember that I used to be like very often I'd be either late or near, like by the skin of my teeth, nearly not late if I was going by the bus. Yeah, you weren't here because if you were, I would have carpooled with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then, yeah. So you weren't here at this time. But So I was, I, was, I was on the bus and so I was like sprinting in. And I remember that I, I, I sprinted into the classroom with my bag on. And then I remember uh, there was this one girl um, who at the time basically hated me in a way because uh, I was a kid. Let's just put it that way. I, I did some, we all did some pretty mean things to each other. And we just, like, we were discovering ourselves and we were oh, discovering man. what relationships were. It was cringy as fuck, oh, but you know, we, it was some weird times. Basically, she didn't like me very much. Let's put it that way. And I distinctly remember I ran in and she was like, oh, thank God you're here. Okay, great. Come on, sit down, sit down. We need to plan together. I was like, oh shit, okay. I guess I'm being known for my diplomatics, for my uh, debating skills. All right then. <laughs> and straight up, I, I led the, the the debating strategy and the charge and everything, even though I was one of the last guys speaking. I wasn't even the guy that introduced everything. I was one of the last dudes. And uh, I mean, I think in the end we won. Oh. So I mean, I guess like I had, I had like a really like big speech and, and everything. It was it was a lot of fun, definitely. And uh, we were on the side of no to high fructose corn syrup, no to chocolate milk. Sorry, uh, come on, uh, chocolate because. Milk. Was the bomb. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, like I love chocolate milk, yeah. and for a person like me who never gains weight, it was great. In fact, in fact, <laughs> I was directly the inspiration for the other team's um, one of the other team's points. That like the people that are underweight and those that like have bought like uh, issues with with gaining weight and all this stuff. This is really good for them because it adds to their to their fat and like adds calories and everything to their body. <laughs> so I directly influenced their their strategy for debating. But more of the story is I can talk a fuck ton. <laughs> I remember and, actually. I remember. Yeah. Zayed was a uh, was such a good storyteller. <laughs> every day, every single day, at l I would just wait for lunch. We would sit down, and I would be like, "Let's go, Zayed. Let Let's hear one of them stories." And I, it was like. I was so fast. It was like reading a book or something. I was so fascinated. Like, you know, I was just so focused on what he was saying. It was, it was amazing, man. It was like, it was like a movie happening in your mind. Yeah, you, you, you told those. I don't know if they were real, if they were fake, but you just told them so. Some good, of them fake. Some of them were real. Let's put it that way. At the time, I, I, I wanted to, to feed your, your, your happiness because oh, one of the things that, 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 that was like one of the things I looked forward to. The lunchtime when Zayat couldn't know. The lunchtime story sessions. Yeah, exactly. Those were those were great. They were fantastic. I, I, I like for me telling them 
and for it, seeing you enjoying them is, I think, one of the things that made them worthwhile for me to keep like doing. And the best part is, for the ones that I made up, I made them up as I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> like I spot. legitimately, like I just improved, <laughs> and apparently it, it worked. I guess you got some serious skills then. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I I don't lie much of at all anymore because at the time, well, I already explained what I was doing at the time. But at, at this point, I mean, I have enough stories that are crazy enough on their own that I don't even need to lie. <laughs> After being to so many places, seeing so many things, it's uh, it, it's it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that that can be told nowadays. Well, we're we're nearing our. Uh... One hour We're nearing the end of our of our time slot, I guess. So, I guess you will be hearing some of those stories at some point in the future. Oh, for sure. We've got one special story that happened to me in middle school. <laughs> oh yes. Tune in next time for the story of a family friend. Or the fence. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, I guess that was the first episode of Diplomatic Immunity. Yeah, tune in next time. Um, I guess this is where you plug our handles, huh? Yep, thank you for listening, uh, everybody. This has been RTO. Thank you for listening. Yep, this has been Zayed and RTO. And uh, you can reach us on social media, Zayed Rahman, Zayed.Rahman, and RTO is... Well, oh, it's, it's just RTO Saka, but I'm sure we'll find a way to uh, leave the links somewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to leave the links in the, in the description, if there's a description at all. Yeah. Depending on how we, we should, do this. We should honestly make a Diplomatic Immunity Podcast Twitter. So we can get tweets, questions, and stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, feel free to ask us questions, and we'll be happy to answer them. We'll put a little segment in our um, in our uh, podcasts about uh, what questions you guys have. Yeah. And uh, we'd be happy to take on any suggestions you guys have as well. Yep. So thank you so, for listening, until everyone. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. And goodbye.